We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You are listening to KC Sports Network, the number one podcast network for today's Kansas City sports fans. With former players from your favorite teams, informed perspectives, and former insiders, this is the place for you. KC Sports Network is proudly presented by Emprise Bank, your partner in Possible. All right, folks, what's good? We are back. A, another episode of Ain't No Seeds Podcast. We had to hop on here Sunday morning following the Saturday absolute pumping of Oklahoma State. The Kansas football Jayhawks are officially bowl eligible boys sounds absolutely insane to say out loud ab's got a bowl in his hand you love to see it i was hoping for a bowling ball but a bowl will do yeah. fine um boys i can't believe the hawks did lance leipold absolutely insane um ab you texted two years ago we were zero and nine like and now we're bowling and we still have i mean we could rack up a few more wins if if we play well these final few weeks so we're going bowling b turn i'll start with you uh how do how, how do you feel what do you think of yesterday's performance and and what do you i don't know just give me your thoughts yeah it feel obviously feels amazing they started 5 and 0 oh, and you start to get worried they lose 3 in a row and obviously it creeps in the back of your mind that they could lose out I mean, no game on the schedule is going to be easy in the Big 12. You had Oklahoma State coming to town ranked. Luckily, Spencer Sanders didn't play. But, yeah, this you just said it. Program was winless two years ago. Les Miles handed it over to Lance. Uh, winless season. Lance doesn't even get a full off season. We saw it. We, we started to believe the program was turning at the end of last year when they were competing. They beat Texas, and they hung in all those games we've talked about previously. But – Takes over a winless program. They're competing last year, and then this year they start five and zero. They get game day in Lawrence. They're a top twenty program. They're six and three going bowling, with three games to go. I think they can win this weekend. But yeah, yesterday, Ryan, me and you talked about it in the parking lot before the game. We want to see this team put a complete game together and start quick, start fast. Wow. Every game it feels like they're trailing. Obviously, Duke they came out they were winning that game, but wanted to come out fast, not let a I guess get a, a freshman quarterbacks. Don't let they don't keep him in the game. Start fast, bury them, which we come out 7-0, and then we get to the one-yard line. We only end up getting three. So they made it a 10-7 game, and then Bean broke off a 73-yard run, which I saw last night was the longest run by a KU quarterback in KU history, and it was unreal. He took off, and he's all, we've known about his feet for a long time, but he was – I haven't been this happy for a KU football player in a long time. 
Like, yeah, I just, I'm so happy for the guy. He was nearly flawless yesterday. He obviously got some criticism the last few weeks. He's turned the ball over a couple times in big spots, but he's also made a lot of big plays. TCU, yeah. um, we talked about that game plenty. A lot of people think we could have won if JD played, but I thought Bean was great in that game and we had a chance to win. So he deserves a lot of credit. You saw him crying after the game, showing a ton of emotion. I'm just super happy for him. And he's a big reason we're going bowling. Yeah. So, I mean, AB, we just talked about Bean. And it's funny because you're seeing like, you know, I don't think people are really taking credit away from us for the Oklahoma State win, but you know, there's a lot of talk, and us included, is talking about how their backup quarterback was absolutely horrible. And I don't even want to know how bad Gunnar Gundy must be mm. if they opted to play this kid over him. But, like, you can't say anything like that, right? We're playing our backup quarterback, and he's still – I mean, we put up 37, and really we left so many points on the board. And I want to talk a little more about that. I know it was 37-16. That game could have been 54 50. 16 like we were ultra conservative at times in the red zone so i don't know ab are are i feel like you are very well in the twitter verse where people will say banana land things take credit away from us do you feel like that's been done and is it fair or not i think regardless we would have competed with oklahoma state in that game it's not like it was a close game we absolutely pumped them yeah i mean we demolished them and one thing before that you guys kind of hinted at it we're very lucky that Jason Bean's our backup quarterback. When you look yeah. around at other teams like Oklahoma, for example, I mean, they looked like a completely – they looked like a D2 team without um, whatever their quarterback, Gabriel. And, uh, I mean, there's Oklahoma State kid. He's a true freshman making his first start. But you could tell that he wasn't really ready regardless of what his final numbers said. Those two picks early, like he just wasn't there. But, <clears throat> yeah, I mean, it's, it's great. I haven't seen a whole lot of shit on Twitter from people. I don't know if it's because yeah. I haven't really been looking for it, but also the teams that talk shit on us all the time both lost yesterday in hilarious yeah. fashion, I might add. Uh, check out that Mizzou finish if you guys haven't seen it. But yeah, it's just, it's what what can those people really say at this point? Like, yeah. it, like well, we're never going to talk shit after a loss. So let's just, you know, good for them and move yeah. on. But yeah, I said it yesterday. We have the same record as K State. So enjoy it, boys. Yeah, and that's yeah. that's kind of what I tweeted yesterday. It's like this team put themselves in a great spot to go bowling. So you can't really talk shit. You start 5-0, and you have seven cracks at it to go bowling. So they put themselves in a great spot. Um, and like you said, I think we would have won yesterday no matter what. I'm not mm-hmm. saying – I'm not saying Oklahoma State's off. Their offense obviously would have been in way better hands with Spencer Sanders, a senior compared to a freshman. But KU rushed for 350 yards. Devin Neal, 32 carries, 224 yards, which we'll obviously get into Devin Neal. But I don't know. I don't think they would have beat us regardless. Maybe I'm wrong. But they rushed for 350 yards. Oklahoma State just looked deflated. They're obviously being murdered with injury right now. Like – offensive line they lost they had a bunch of guys go down yesterday so i think ku would have won regardless but you put yourself in a five and a spot i think you can't really say much so i don't know if you guys agree with that but team started five and oh and they were supposed it was two and a half over under was two and a half before the year so you can't really say anything at that point yeah it's it's crazy that we don't even have to sweat it out these final three games we're there we've got it anything on top is just extra like Mm-hmm. You you get to the end of this year and we go six and six. Yeah, it'll suck to lose the last three, but a day after the season, we're going to be like, wow, that was awesome, and we're going to a bowl game. Like whatever happens over these next three games is 
want to win, but it's not the end of the world if we don't. They're going to be tough games. We're going to be dogs in all of them, and uh, we'll see what happens. But you brought up Devin Neal, and we got to talk about it because it's one of the cooler stories. That dude, and I was I was listening to Lance's press conference, and they they asked him about Devin Neal, and he's like, Devin Neal committed to the University of Kansas. He did not commit to a coaching staff. He did not commit to a head coach. He did not commit to an offense coordinator. That dude just wanted to be a Jayhawk. He wanted to be a part of the rebuild, the changing of the program. And to see him have a legitimately historically good performance, like first guy to ever have, what, was it over 200 rushing yards and 100 passing yards? Or was it simply just 100 rushing yards and 100 passing yards? Yeah, I've seen multiple – Ab, I'm sure yeah. you you might have a better idea, but I've seen multiple tweets. I've seen first player with 200 rushing, first with 100 receiving, and then basically yeah. what Ryan just said: 100 rushing, 100 receiving. So, either way, I mean, historically good performance, and to see the hometown kid that could have easily—I mean, he was a part uh, or four star. He, yeah, he could have gotten plenty of other offers elsewhere. Could have gone to better schools. Could have gone to schools that were already competing for bowl games. And he just wasn't interested. He was all in on staying here for the rebuild. Didn't care who became head coach. I think it speaks to Lance. I think Lance obviously had to be impressionable and like prove to Devin that he was going to be the guy. And clearly he did that. But like to see us make the bowl game the way we did with him playing like that, it just felt kind of like a movie script. It was perfect. He deserves it. And uh, it's incredible. I mean, the dude was unstoppable. Like, yeah. I, we could have not passed the ball at all yesterday, and I think we still win that game. They just could not stop Devin Neal, and it was so fun to watch. Yeah, I can't imagine how he's feeling today. 38 touches, 32 carries. He caught six passes, 224 rushing yards, 110 receiving, and he had a touchdown, and it could have been more. I mean, think about it. We had the ball on the one, I think, two different times. We had the ball on the one when it was um, 7-0, and we ran it out of pistol like three times with him up the middle. And then we got it to the one again, and we kicked the field goal both times. But, yeah, he was unbelievable. Obviously, um, it's 24-7 at half. We get the ball coming out. Oklahoma State obviously keyed on the run. We had over 200 rushing yards at halftime, and they kind of bottled him up early in the second half, but he still started breaking runs. He caught, which we got to talk about. The two shovel passes were beautiful. Calls yeah. by Kotal Nicky. They were perfect. I think both of them went for – they were huge gains on both shovel passes. So Devin Neal was unbelievable. 38 touches, could have had like two or three touchdowns and just loves Kansas. Like you said, mm-hmm. and I hate saying this, it pisses me off, but there's been multiple Lawrence kids commit to K-State. Like he could have went any – he was a four-star, pretty highly regarded recruit. Like you said, he could have went anywhere. We've seen Lawrence kids go to Kansas State, our rival. So he could have went anywhere. Um, it's amazing. He loves Kansas so much and – couldn't be more happy for the guy. So, so now we got to talk moving forward. The rest, the rest of the season, Lance said, "Hey, we'll enjoy this for a day, and then we got to get focused." Now, I think the big question comes, like my biggest question going forward is: Brent McMurphy tweeted before the game yesterday, got us all a little excited, saying, "Like, hey, it's possible Jalen could play." Um. He didn't. We didn't need him. Bean was phenomenal, like you said. Now we've got three games left on the schedule. To me, Jalen's got to be close to healthy, right? Mm-hmm. He was in full pads yesterday. He got to be really close to being back. What do you – I mean, if Jalen's ready to go next week, is he getting a start? 
I feel like you have to, and it's it's weird. I mean, Bean just got the win. He's looked solid the last few weeks, but obviously the team goes 5-0 and with J.D. as the quarterback. Technically, we didn't lose a game that he finished. I know we lost to yeah. TCU. We were down at half, but dude was a Heisman candidate. Personally, I just think his football IQ is better. He makes better decisions. He doesn't turn it over and take crazy risks. I love Bean so much, but do you guys remember the play yesterday where – he flushed the pocket left and literally did a 360 spin yeah. and threw it to the left sideline. And luckily there was a receiver over there or it would have been grounding. And luckily there was no defender there and it would have been picked. Bean was obviously, he was flawless pretty much. Yeah. I mean, 18 of 23, two touchdowns, 93 on the ground. But I feel like you have to go with JD if he's 100%. I don't know if you guys agree with that. I know Bean's what beans a year older or so so maybe he deserves it he just got to win maybe you start him if he struggles you pull him it's on the road um well, he has what do you think game yet, so i was gonna ask and this might be like something we never really considered but <clears throat> is there any chance that we just roll with bean the rest of the year since that's what we've been doing and try and apply for a medical red shirt for Jalen and get like an extra year on top of it i think he only played one it might have just been the half against TCU that we usually qualify for it. But I was thinking about that yesterday. It's like, I mean, at this point, all we've been asking for since we got to five wins was get to six. Once we lost three in a row, we're like, just get one more, get to six, get a bowl game. You get the extra month of practice. You get, you know, obviously the fans get juice for a bowl game. Okay. If, if it's so, an opportunity, yeah. I mean, we've got that now. Like, is there really a difference between finishing sixth in the Big 12 and going and playing in like the first responders bowl? and finishing fourth in the Big 12 and playing in, like, the Liberty Bowl or something. Like, that's kind of what the okay. rest of the season is. But but what if I go Brandon McAnderson on you right now and I say, mm -hmm. what if we win out? What if Jalen mm. comes back and we, we win at Tech? That's very doable. Like, if let's we, be honest. We could sure. beat Tech. Tech's but if we beat Tech, say Jalen isn't healthy enough to play against Tech and we beat Tech with Bean, then we're like, okay, well, why would we switch it up when we've won back-to-back -back conference well, No, games? I'm saying, like, what if we roll Jalen out? Or, like, I'm saying in a scenario against your scenario. I don't know okay. what I want to do. But against your <laughs> scenario, we just said, let's just try and win as many football games as we can this year. We think Jalen's the best chance for that. Let's start him against Texas Tech. We beat Texas Tech. Let's say uh, Baylor loses to K-State. Right, they play next week, right? Mm -hmm. Yep. So then you win a home game against Texas, not likely, but doable. You never know. Texas is not perfect. Like they've had some stinkers of games this year. So it's in like, what if you what if you rattle off those two things go your way? And all of a sudden, am I wrong that if we would if that those things were to happen and we go into Manhattan the final week, if we win. Don't we have a shot at going to the Big 12 title game? Big 12 title game, there actually is a chance. Like, that's what I'm saying. And I don't know. Like, it's a very, very hard thing to do. Like, but like to me, it's like, how many times are we going to have this opportunity to say, if we went out, we have a really good shot. Not a really good, but a pretty solid shot at playing in the Big 12 title game. So why, if we think Jalen's the best quarterback on the roster, why would you not go throw him out there? I don't know. It's just kind of I mean, a, another way of looking at it. Mm -hmm. It's like TCU Texas play this weekend. TCU wins that. That's three. That's three conference losses for Texas. K State Baylor play, which we're gonna. I think we're gonna need Baylor to lose two more. Obviously, we're probably not gonna win out, but Baylor has two Big Twelve losses. We have three. They beat us, so technically, I think mm -hmm. they would need to lose two more. They play K State mm -hmm. this weekend, so whoever. But they could lose. 
Um, we really Baylor, need to know you to. Baylor could lose all three the rest of the way. Like what they've is got, they've got K State at home on Saturday. Uh, they host TCU the following week, and then they go to Texas the last week of the year. Wow! So they don't they. I mean, I think okay. they're going to be favored against K State. They might be favored against TCU, but like, yeah. none of those games you'd be surprised if they lost. What would we What would we be saying right now if we ended up beating TCU at home? God, man, I was thinking about that in the shower a little bit ago. Like, we're, we were one <laughs> dump off pass away from having a chance to go for two for the win. And, and, and in the season, I mean, we're still ranked. We're seven and two. Um, you're what five and two in conference, four and two in conference. I guess. Yeah. I mean, think it's about the standings. We would We'd be, be in the Big Twelve title game right now. I'm pretty sure. I mean, TCU would have one loss. We'd have two. We'd be in like we'd be in second place in the Big Twelve, yeah. And one With game behind TCU, who's I I feel like TCU might be a dog this weekend in Austin. Oh, absolutely! College game day. Texas looked really good yesterday. Obviously, Bijan. I don't even want to know what he's going to do to our rushing defense. But <laughs> him and those two games to end the year scare me. But yeah, not to be the ref guy, but if we kind of got a obvious call on the last play of the game, I think we would have had a chance to beat TCU, and we'd be all in on Big Twelve championship talks because i think we'd be all in on beating tech this weekend which we should be already and then you'd have maybe to win one of the last two but i don't know it's crazy thinking about the tcu game they'd be we'd be one game behind them and we'd have the tiebreaker over them with a win we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Yeah, it's that's just like the one thing that I said at the beginning that like, yeah, anything on top of this is great. But then I'm like, wait, how many times are we going to have this kind of clustered of a Big 12 for that second spot in the title game? To me, it's like, God, would we be insane to not throw Jalen out there if we think he's our best shot? And and I don't think that's going to happen either because you saw it last year with the staff. They just put Jalen in and burned his red shirt the last few weeks of the year just to build the chemistry and everything, which I think was yeah. very good to start mm-hmm. the year for us. It like was. Just yeah. got the rest out of the way and ready to go game one. Um, but, yeah, I just it came to mind. I didn't know if you guys had any thoughts on it. but if And it's not a for sure that we could get a medical red shirt. We wouldn't find out until after the season anyway, so I doubt they risk it, but it's yeah. worth asking. Some lines have come out if you guys want them. Not for KU yet, but for Tech – Texas is six and a half minus, and uh, Baylor's oh a three-point favorite against K-State. What's ours? Not out yet. 
Okay. I was I was asking people yesterday what they thought it would be. I kind of guessed Tech minus three, which that's going to be an interesting game. I think we should do a preview of Tech this week, but their quarterback obviously got hurt. He There was a picture of him leaving the game with a boot on his left leg. We got to get to that, a. man. A.B., what was that face? Well, it's just it's so, it's fucking insane. Every week TCU breaks another quarterback's leg or shoulder. Or whatever. It's so annoying to me. Like, I'm not taking anything away from him. That's They're like nine five and or six quarterbacks. God, dude, it's four out of six in Big 12. I don't even know what happened in non-con. Well, they hurt Adrian. They hurt, hurt Jalen. Will Howard, too. They hurt both quarterbacks in that game, yeah. which Will Howard came back, but he was out. That could have cost the KC at the game. Jaylen, they hurt Rubley's feelings. Dylan Gabriel, um, and then obviously Tech's starter yesterday. But, yeah, he left in a boot in his left leg. Their backup came in, was 9 of 22 throwing it, which yeah. is not good. So if we get him in Lubbock, not sure what the spread will be, but I'm all in on winning, obviously. This team hasn't got blown out yet. They've been losing by – four scores at some points, which I guess we talked about beating TCU. We could have freaking beat Baylor if we weren't down 28-3 at half. Um, but, yeah, this team, they haven't got blown out. So we win this game 7-3 and three back at the booth against Texas, who that offense is crazy. I don't feel great about that matchup at all. They're going to go up-tempo quick like Oklahoma did against us. But I still feel like we can compete in any game with this staff. So if we're 7-3 and three coming back to the booth against Texas – and people forget, I mean, we own Texas. <laughs> Simply own them straight up. <laughs> like, people do forget that. That has to account for the line, the handicapping of that game. We simply <laughs> – things change in the universe when Kansas plays Texas. Like, things don't go normally. So, Do you guys think we're ranked if we beat Tech? Yeah. I mean, who was telling me yesterday we should be ranked tomorrow well, or today? That, that's not going to happen, but <laughs> – there are so many teams but, ahead of us that also won. Like Notre Dame will hop in and be ranked. Um, but then I saw, like, didn't Oregon State lose Illinois? I mean, Illinois will probably stay ranked. But why is Illinois ranked at seven? Or are they six and three now? No, they're seven and two. Oh, shit. Never mind. Okay. Yeah. Um, oh, like, there were a lot of teams that were already ahead of us that also won. So, like, I don't know if us beating a backup quarterback as a favorite will do much, but I don't know. I mean, K-State took a giant leap when they blew out the same Oklahoma State team, so. Yeah. Yeah, that's what's annoying. Um, is... Did you guys did you guys happen to see my tweet about 30 minutes ago before the pod started? I haven't no. been on Twitter yet today. Uh, CBS Bowl projections came out this morning. They got KU Mizzou in the Liberty Bowl. Oh. In yeah. Memphis, which. Yeah, drivable. Mizzou's at four wins right now, so it doesn't sound great. They got Tennessee this weekend, but then they got New Mexico State, which they'll win. And then they got a rivalry against Arkansas and Columbia, so they could get to six wins. I I don't know. Some fans will, would probably be scared to play Mizzou. I don't know why. I'm all in on playing them and Brady Cook and just pumping. Did you guys see I mean, how that, that game ended awesome. yesterday, that Mizzou game? No, no, I saw the roughing the punter call. That's what it was. So, like, <laughs> that was the end of the game. Yeah, dude. So, Kentucky was punting <laughs> yeah, on dude. fourth down with like a minute and a half to go, two minutes to go, whatever it was. And I think Mizzou had a timeout left. The long snapper snaps it 30 yards over the punter's head. <laughs> if Mizzou recovers it, it's their ball to go in and win from like the five yard line. The punter somehow picks it up takes a one-step pivot and just kicks it. And the Mizzou dude chasing him just lit him up, and they called roughing the kicker. Gave him yeah. a first down, oh. and they were able to take knees to end the game. They snapped, they snapped it over his head, and the dude was just chasing it down. Yeah. And the wow. punter. punter yeah, there, I feel like that there was roughing the punter has to be 
out yeah. of the question. They said that because he was still in the pocket, it wasn't roughing the kicker, but there were some rules that were released on Twitter that made it look skeptical, but it was funny nonetheless. I want to I want to talk bowl game projections with you guys. Like where where you guys would want to go, which cities would be awesome, which cities would kind of stink. Los Angeles, California for the national championship game. <laughs> yeah. We were Playoff texting about, wide open, baby. A few of us were texting about this last night and it was funny. I think it was Juice was like yeah, I think my my favorite one would be New Orleans. And it was like, well, that's the Sugar Bowl. So Big <laughs> 12 championship, you win that, yeah. aren't you in? Yeah. I mean, New Orleans would be a blast, obviously. You think that's Orlando. The, the final four. But all right, so I've got the list of all the Big 12 partners. We've got December 22nd, Fort Worth, Texas, the Lockheed Martin Armed Forces Bowl. Mm. I would prefer a post-Christmas bowl game, yep. but whatever. Um, serve pro first responder bowl, December 27th in Dallas, Texas. Wouldn't hate Dallas. Um, guaranteed rate bowl, December 22nd. That's the one that's kind of been on our radar, like all year. I feel like we've talked about that one. Phoenix, Arizona. I I don't hate the idea of going to Phoenix, December 27th. This one, the one we've already mentioned, AutoZone Liberty Bowl in Memphis, Tennessee. I've heard Memphis bowl games. This is from my K-State friends. Heard Memphis bowl games are very fun. I think Memphis is a fun city. Um, December 28th, that could be fun. If it's against Missouri, that's incredible. Um, the Tax Act Texas Bowl, December 28th, Houston, Texas. That's the K-State special right there. Yeah. <laughs> the Cheez-It Bowl always gets a lot of attention. In Orlando, Florida. Now that that one. Not- I'm at my home in Orlando, Florida. What do you got? I mean, what's your take on that one? I mean, would Orlando not be fun as hell? It just seems yeah. like the most difficult travel and yeah, the most for sure. biggest, I don't know. Like, I just picture Memphis. You get there, you get a hotel close. You just walk around bars. You just have yourself a day. Orlando, I picture, um, and I have no idea about anything. You're staying things. at Epcot, yeah. Yeah. I mean, You're Texas like, would be. 30-minute Ubers everywhere. I don't know. <laughs> Anywhere in Texas would be ideal just for a huge KU crowd. Obviously, mm-hmm. there's a ton of KU fans in Texas. It's drivable. There's a ton of bulls, obviously, that are connected to the Big 12. So Texas would be fun, whether it's Houston or Dallas or Fort Worth. But, I mean, that would be that would be a ton of KU fans in Texas. Yeah, and I think more people would drive. Like, driving is in play if you're in Texas. I don't think – What's the drive to Phoenix? I don't think people would drive no, Phoenix. Which is... That's about a full day. That's, <laughs> yeah, that's a long ass drive. It's like 14, but it might be more, sounds like. I think it's 16. Um, I know it's like, it's like 9 to get up. to Denver from here. 22, says Jed. Yeah. 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 Yikes. Okay. I don't so, think people are yeah, making obviously, that Obviously, we'll have less of a turnout if it's Phoenix. Dallas, like you said, be turned. Dallas or Fort Worth would be absolutely bananas with the alumni down there and just how easily accessible it is for everyone to get there. Direct flights. Just it would be awesome to do Dallas. Orlando would be funny just to be in Orlando in late December watching KU <laughs> football, but give me orange bowl vibes even though that was miami but still you know little florida bowl game action but yeah i think i i don't know i'm probably in between 
Memphis is is kind of like tempting me. I'm I'm kind of into the Memphis idea. Would that require a for sure flight? What's that? No, drive? that's like seven or eight hours. It's not bad yeah. at all. See, I had a K State. I had a K State fan tweet me yesterday and say, "If you guys go to that bowl, do not go." Making it seem like I mean, it sucked. Well, here's know. the thing: Maybe like, my friends and we just had fun on their own, and it wasn't good. But I don't know. I, I know people that have had fun in Memphis too. It's it's you know it's a good city, but oh, <laughs> like the K State fans are all of them are saying that because they go to a bowl game every year, and that's what annoyed me when some people said. Like, oh, who great! You get to play in a stupid bowl game on December twenty second. Now, who give the? Yeah, like when you guys make the NCAA basketball tournament, you're excited. We really don't give a fuck because it happens every year. So just let us enjoy <laughs> yeah. it. So I think that's where that guy was coming from. The Memphis sucks dick. But it's, <laughs> they got barbecue. They've got uh, quick drive. Good city. They got, good yeah, city. It's, yeah, it's a great city. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. And that's Memphis to KC is seven or eight. Yeah, that's not bad at all. We could all make the trip together. Do a live show out in Memphis. Record It'd for all seven triggering. or eight hours in the car. Not to bring um, up Memphis fans oh or basketball here, but Memphis fans would be very triggered just seeing a bunch of Kansas fans walk around that city. So that can yeah, be where where are 08 gear. Yeah. Uh can I, I don't say know. This about I think I'm games? in between I think I'm in between Dallas, Phoenix, and Memphis. That those are my top three. So Phoenix isn't drivable, but it would still be freaking awesome. I would I definitely know. get a flight to Phoenix. I think I brought this yeah. up a little while ago, like a month and a half ago. Fly to Vegas a couple days before <laughs> have a wild time for like a night or two rent a car from vegas it's like a yes. four-hour drive to phoenix i love and that. then fly out of phoenix on the way back that would be damaging <laughs> to the body was... to the wallet <laughs> that would be a wild week. what if it was what if it helped the wallet what if you the went problem off in vegas is, AB, mm-hmm. you, you said... can't do that in memphis no yeah, you well, said head yeah, you to can. vegas you said head to vegas a few days before that's <laughs> Literally Christmas. Christmas Day. That's fine. Fly out fly out Christmas night. Flights will be cheap after all the shit. Everyone's done with Christmas at like 6 o'clock anyways. So finish your Christmas. Get out of town. You're in Vegas at 7 o'clock Christmas. Oh, my God. Imagine the blackjack table on Christmas Day at 7 p.m. Vegas time. Stop. It's a depressing table, I'd imagine. Well, okay. I wanted to say this, though. I don't really care too much where the bull game is. I just want to play a team that we don't usually get to play or won't usually get to play going forward. Yeah. Because there were some that had us playing like UCF. Like, fuck that. We're going to play them every other year coming up starting next year. Like, I don't want that. I want to play like Mississippi State. Mizzou would be cool, even though we have that coming up with them. But Mizzou is like in a different, like it would be cool to play them. But like some low-tier SEC, mid-tier SEC school, ACC, something like that, that you're not going to see them on the schedule more than once every like 30 years. I saw someone. I saw someone mention Iowa in the bowl game in Phoenix, which would be a weird, oh, wild matchup. I would love that so much. Oh, me There's and James were talking about that on the way home last night. Like, how would we play against their Kodal Nicky versus that defense? Would be interesting because he would have to get creative. He'd have to deep reach deep into his bag, and we'd see some wild plays. Our defense would look good though. Yeah, but we just could not do what we did yesterday, where it's just a bunch of runs up the middle that turn into thirty yards. But that would be fun. It would be interesting. It'd be boring, but another fascinating matchup. Another thing people are talking about is just Lance getting a whole extra month to prepare, and then you get a Mm -hmm. whole month of practice. Obviously, yeah, more practice for the guys is. And I thought this too. 
it kind of helps like the coaching search thing to me because like let's say we went five and seven and Nebraska comes calling you at the end of November. Well now, and I don't know, I know coaches a lot of times leave before a bowl game, but like to me, I just cannot see Lance leaving before we play in this bowl game. If he were to want to take a job offer. So like, does the extra month of the season make it so Wisconsin or Nebraska or whoever else comes after Lance is like impatient and says, we just gotta, we, we gotta go get someone. We can't risk waiting. Um, yeah. I don't know. That hit my head the other day. I think I think both of those schools, especially Nebraska, are in like a hurry to get a guy signed and like for recruiting purposes. Like I think they're Isn't there a signing day have... in December? Yeah. It's like they're going to want to get a guy so. in like seriously the Sunday after the season ends. There were, I don't know if you guys saw on Twitter yesterday or not yesterday. I think it was Wednesday or Thursday. But there were a lot of like light rumors floating around that Nebraska was announcing Matt Rule like that yeah. day. So I think maybe they're hopefully those are somewhat true and there's some steam to him going there. Uh, he's not doing anything See, else mean, other than basking in a buyout right now, which is pretty cool. But I, yeah. I just think they're going to want to hire someone immediately. So if I would think yours is probably true. It certainly doesn't hurt us that he's got other things going on with KU for the next six weeks after the season ends. But yeah, also Lance just it would be savage of Lance to just be like, yeah. all right, lost K State and now I got a job offer from Wisconsin. We'll see. Well, I just can't. I, see Lance doing that I feel like those like talks have died down a little bit is it just because we lost a couple games but like yeah I think we went we were the biggest story in college football and now we've just kind of swept back back under the radar but this will certainly get things going again um I think he told I don't know he told all the schools he's staying at Kansas forever so (laughs) that's the rumor do not lock him up blocked all their phone numbers lock him up forever we're going bowling boys yeah, and like, who do you think you are? Oh, yeah. And I don't want to get into a ton of I, like talk about. Real. I don't want to talk about a ton of next season, but like, we could be really good, really, really good next year. Like I'm saying, shouldn't we start preseason top twenty next year? I think so. Depends on how the year ends. If we lose yeah. four in a row and we're six and seven, then it's like okay. But yeah, if we're eight and five, yeah, win one of these next three, and then the bowl game, like. I would think that's JD Neil. Yeah. I mean, all those big names that the national media has started to kind of embrace and learn about, they're all back. Lance yep. is back. Uh, we assume hopefully Kotelnicki doesn't get a head coaching job. Like, yeah, we could be, it's wild to think that we could head into next year preseason top 20 and just with full expectations of another bowl game. Like that's and- what we wanted. Get us six wins a year seven wins a year and we will be happy for a long long time and just think think what uh just going bowling could do for the transfer portal yeah and just the expectations for next year if you got a ranked team and you got a a guy that's looking to transfer maybe from a mid-major like alani phelps coming to a, yeah. a team that's going to go bowling gets you some exposure obviously going bowling is huge for the portal and even even bigger for recruiting like this team yeah. is winless you've heard recruits over the last year or so say they see things changing and they're already going bowling like what could this team be in a couple of years bundy thinks yeah. we're gonna make the playoff in two years but um it's just yeah it's insane i think we could be i'm just trying to think of the key names that we lose i think kenny logan earl bostick but we just got that five star from wisconsin to replace bostick which is crazy we haven't even talked about that guy he was a top yeah. 20 recruit in the country 
Um, but yeah, well, I think obviously we got to fish. I think we need to fix the rusty rush defense in the offseason so maybe we can get some d linemen or linebackers in the portal and we did really well in the portal last year i feel like we could do even better this offseason we did well in the portal last year and all we had to show was like hey we beat texas and we competed really hard the final three games of the year like that's how that's the progress those guys had to see now these guys in the portal see us on college game day they see us on espn getting our own segments like they see how much buzz is in Lawrence. Like, I think there's going to be guys, whether it's like you said, a mid-major like Lonnie Phelps or guys like this Wisconsin kid that were at big schools, maybe not getting the minutes they want. We're still not like loaded with talent at every position. There's still opportunities where a guy that's playing at a big time program may say, man, I'm not going to get the minutes I want, but I can go play at Kansas, which is all of a sudden on the way up and I could start and be a part of something special there. Like, I think we are going to feast in the transfer portal this year. And I think it's going to be, I, I don't even know what to expect the buck. I'm sure we will be saying some outrageous things next year before the season when we have Brandon McAnderson to preview the pod and he's got us going 12 and Oh, it's going to be fun. I mean, it's just, AB just talked about winning eight games, which is so – they can easily do that. I think they're going to beat Tech this weekend and then maybe win a bowl game. So seven wins at worst. Why can't they win – I'm not even saying nine in the regular season, but maybe nine total games next year. I think that should be the expectation. Listen to the roster right now. You got Lawrence Arnold. Lawrence Arnold and Skinner are sophomores. Grimm's a junior. Jalen Daniels is a junior, which we talked about the red shirt. Who knows? Devin Neal, sophomore. Kai Thomas is a sophomore. Savion Morrison is a sophomore. Lonnie Phelps will be back. Um, Craig Young will be back. Kobe Bryant, OJ Burroughs, Melo Dotson. Marvin Grant's a junior. Kalen Gervin's a junior. Like, that's a – I mean, you're losing, like, three starters. You're using Fairchild. You're losing Bostic. You're losing Sam Burt. And you're losing, I think, Caleb Sampson and then Kenny Logan. Yeah. We're going to be really damn good next year. <laughs> We're going to be really good. What's our it's non-con like, next year? Oh, Braden, I got it pulled up right now. Wow. Love we got, when the boys are prepared. We got uh, the Missouri State. What are they? The Bears? Grizzlies? Something. Win. That's a W. Uh, big one. College game day. Come to Lawrence Saturday, September 9th. <laughs> When the number 19 Jayhawks take on the number 17 Illinois Fighting Illini oh, in Lawrence. Play them? Yeah. When? At September home, 16th, win. the boys travel out west to go to Reno, Nevada and play the Nevada Wolfpack. Wolf, they're terrible, you. right? They're like historically bad Damn, this year. Illinois. Yeah. Yeah. So, when? Missouri State's not bad, are they? We got Burt coming to, K- or to KU for Illinois. <laughs> But then conference-wise, like, next year we get the rotation where we have five home games and four. Wait, when does UCF and all them come in? Aren't they here next year? Shit, yes. This conference schedule is probably fucked. But, yeah. <laughs> um, so, who knows without – but, yeah, our non-con, Missouri State, Illinois, at Nevada. Con Kaepernick coming back to play for them. It sucks Illinois is good, but that's still kind of fun because we yeah. can, it's a home game, so we should win that game. But Feel self-will. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's been a lot of Man. smoke. Well, I guess it was a few months or a month ago. I love, how I, started this, I love how I started this segment with, I don't want to talk too much next year. And here we are going through the whole Full schedule, schedule. Wins and losses. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right. Well, baby Big 12 champs. 
How much, I just wanted to, before we end it, I just wanted to talk about how much fun it's been at the booth this year. Um, we've only lost one game, which was against a team that's going to be, I would say, in the top four when the next playoff rankings come out. We had them, it was tied with four minutes left. It was game day in town. We had three straight sellouts. Yesterday was not terrible turnout. I was nervous about it. I, there had to have been 40K plus, right? Easily. Yeah. It was so yeah. student like section. 40, 43, five, I think is what JK tweeted out. Okay. Yeah, and then so we were cl- we were yeah forty three k yesterday. Student section was close to the top. It's been so fun at the booth this year. We killed Tennessee Tech, beat Duke, beat Iowa State, beat Oklahoma State. Like we were really good at the booth. We still got one more against Texas, who we just talked about. We own them. Um, so hopefully we come back to the booth seven and three and have fun one more time at the booth this year. And then we're gonna have so much expectations going into next year. One stat I wanted to share before we wrap this up. Iowa State and Oklahoma State beat us a combined 114 to 10 last 50 year. 50 plus. And we just beat them. Both. It's what land. I mean, that's what's so like exciting to think about is what Lance has done in such a little amount of time. He's got us to where we would have just, I mean, we would have said year four, Lance, we're happy with, I mean, obviously we'd have been happy with the bowl, but if you just said, yeah, we win three this year, we win five next year, and then in year four or five. Yeah, where are we going to yeah. be at five yeah. years from now? I know. That's what's crazy to think about. If he, if he stays around, with the way the Big 12's changing, OU and Texas are out, like, I don't know. It, it seems like it could be a perfect scenario for Lance and his staff to just become a top five Big 12 team. Like, I don't know. Maybe insane. But, like, you look at who's coming and who's leaving, the top of the Big 12 is up for grabs, boys. It's up for grabs. So grabs. I this year, it is – I mean, we still have an outside chance to make the Big 12 title game this year, I think – we just I just talked about it, but TC if you win that TCU game, like you 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 were in the convo for Big Twelve title game this year. I don't see why they yeah. couldn't be in future years. So yeah, Lance the just looking Ooh. forward is super exciting. One more thing. One more thing. Mm-hmm. Is Lance a lock for national coach of the year? Nope. Cause B- <laughs> Bielema. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> Why? But and also Josh Heupel might be up there with Tennessee. Well, Heupel and then Sonny Dykes, but yeah, it's just man. So does he even win Big Twelve? Yeah, that's no. I think it has to be Lance. It's what he's done. That stat I just shared right there wins him the award in my right. But if TCU, if TCU goes out and just what if they just win out and go to the playoff? They were five and seven last year. Are we gonna factor in the bounty? We're gonna lose quarterbacks. Like, come on, <laughs> they're gonna lose this weekend. Well, apparently, we played softies for the first half of our schedule. So none of these wins count. Nope, we're one and five, one and three, boys. Just Especially the when it's, like, it's the COVID year again. You have a shortened season. What I was gonna say earlier when you said, "Oh, congrats, you get to play in a shitty bowl." How many games would K State fans have projected us win before the year? And if your answer is more than one, you're wrong. I guarantee they would have said we beat Tennessee Tech, and that's it. Mm-hmm. One and eleven, but now we're six and three, and we haven't played anyone or beat anyone. We're not supposed yeah. to win these games. There were some fun tweets to go back and look at last night, boys. <laughs> <laughs> All right, <laughs> let's, let's wrap the show up. Oh, my God. 
I'm happy. Hawks are bowling. Lance is the best coach in the country. Should win National Coach of the Year. Can't wait to start uh, just arguing with absolutely. I won't care what stats are presented to me. I will argue that Lance is Coach of the Year. And I will go down fighting that war. So um, the Hawks are 6-3, and three, they and they have a shot to make a Big 12 title game, which is absolutely bananas to say out loud. But if we don't, obviously we probably won't. Let's just keep let's just keep riding the wave. Let's keep getting wins. Um, we'll see what happens at the quarterback position. We've got a fun rest of the year, and we can start uh, figuring out travel plans come December. So that's all we got. Thank you all for listening. Hopefully back this week for a tech preview, but but we'll see. So twice uh, this that's week. it. Yep. And rock shot. Chiefs 4117. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.